what time it is. We should go make a spritz. Let's make a spritz. Oh my god, I'm literally so hungover. Ugh, just send me to jail. We should needlepoint after this. I have got to be in bed at 9 p.m. I hope no one ever asks me to hang out again. I definitely need another spritz. Okay, pause. Okay, everyone, welcome Alexis and Nicole to the podcast. As I said previously, they're the founder of Operate Hours, Candace Espresso Martinis, and we are so excited to have them here today to chat with us about their background, about building a company, about being female founders. It's going to be a really great conversation. So we're so excited to have you guys here. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Thanks for you. having us. Yes, thank you for having us. We're so happy to be here. Yeah. And I'm Nicole, by the way. And I'm Alexis. Well, we are really, really excited about it i guess we'll just jump right into you guys' story we are dying to know like where are you from like why are you in dallas right now how do you give us like your background did you always know that you guys wanted to be entrepreneurs what's your like origin story yeah so we're both from dallas i'm from plano and nicole is from um prosper but we both live in dallas right now we're literally like five seconds away from each other housewise. So we're always near and dear to our hearts and everywhere in the neighborhood. We love Dallas, but we love to travel as well. So Dallas is such a great hub to, you know, travel to absolutely wherever you want to go. So that's kind of where, you know, we landed um, and it's our hometown, but um yeah. yeah we actually met we both worked for a PR firm Alexis actually worked there a long time before I did and she hired me um it was a national PR firm that is in Addison and that's how we met and we became really good friends just through working together it was really fun we were to, both there together for a little under a year and then we both left i ended up working for a boutique pr firm and then alexis worked for a national watch company doing all their marketing awesome and we were doing that for about gosh two years two three years two or three years two or three years and then covid happened covid quarantine mainly (laughs) okay covid's still around obviously we know that but quarantine happened and we're stuck in our houses and we were dying and wanting an espresso martini so we went to the old royal blue um in highland park village where we worked every single day together because we're like we're not staying in our houses like we have to go somewhere so we went to royal blue um we're kind of talking about like you know we love our jobs obviously but there's something more like we're we're both such creatives like we need to do something more and um we started coming up with this idea that nicole essentially came up with yeah i mean we both love espresso martinis and i think during quarantine we were still doing our jobs but it was a lot slower and like i think we both love the fast pacedness of like marketing pr the events mm-hmm. like all the things and We were just, we had a lot more free time and we didn't have any of that going on. So it kind of gave us time to sit and brainstorm. I think both of us have always wanted to be entrepreneurs. We've talked about it. And like I said, when we were in PR before and we left, we remained really good friends. Um, And whenever we were kind of talking about how we always wanted to start a company, we were like, well, why don't we do something together? Like we both are really good friends and we both 
know how we work together. Like we were coworkers first, which was so helpful. So we know we work well together. And then we were like, okay, so what is the idea? Like we both love espresso martinis. We love like happy hours. Like happy hour was our thing. Like even (laughs) pre quarantine, we love to just get together. Happy hour. After hours, after hours, after work hours, happy hour. We kind of came up with the idea just sitting, drinking on wine. That was like the only thing available at the time. And we were so over drinking wine. Like we were shopping around grocery stores. I don't think we really even stepped foot into liquor stores until quarantine. Because again, that was Mm -hmm. one of the only things that was open. Mm -hmm. We love the liquor store staying open. And we were craving an espresso martini. Like we love the caffeine. We love the energy. We love the pick me up while we're sipping, drinking. And like everyone during quarantine would kind of have that like, okay, it's three o'clock. Like I'm just going to start drinking. We're like 11 (laughs) a.m. It's truly. It's like at my birthday. Who's drinking right now? Let's go. And we were like, we need something that's not gonna make us tired by six p.m. We so we went to the liquor store and we're like, all right, let's try to make our own espresso martini at home. Like this will be fun. And we went and we tried. We didn't have an espresso machine, so mm-hmm. everything we made was just like Keurig version, cold brew version. Mm-hmm. There is some hard coffees out there, but nothing even resonated towards yeah. being like even close to an espresso martini. And we're like, okay, I think we're on to something. Like what if we potentially put it in a can? Like nobody's done it before. Why don't we try? And that's kind of where we got started with having that idea. Yeah, I mean, there are hard coffees out there, like Kalula, Papsula Ribbon, hate to name names, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, but they were all filled with dairy. I mean, they just didn't taste right. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. the luxury espresso martini that you get at a bar. I mean, like when you're going to a bar or restaurant, like girlies are taking pictures of their espresso martini because mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, elegant, you're like bougie as fuck, like all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just like... You want that feeling. So we wanted to make that feeling into a can. I, I love, love that. that. Jinx. I think it's the smartest idea ever. I'm like, how did no one come up with that before? Like, y'all are yeah. genius for this. I also feel like it's really one of a kind. Like, I've never yeah. seen anything else like it. I'm so curious, genuinely, where did you get the name Opry Hours? Like, how did you come up with that? Like, because I feel like when I think so of Opry, I think of, like, Opry Ski, Aspen, stuff like that. Like, what's the story there? So that's exactly what we wanted people to think. <laughs> um, we actually came up with a list of names um and went to our local favorite spot beverly's which has our favorite espresso martini and our second on the list one was after hours and one was opera and both like second on the list for both of us and we both love skiing we both love opera skiing and usually when you're doing opera skiing you're drinking espresso martini (laughs) yeah you're like tired off the slopes need to pick me up so it's kind of the go-to drink i feel like after skiing i mean especially in aspen but any ski town people love like the hard coffee pick me up Mm -hmm. yeah because you need you need a little pick me up after skiing you have to yeah Um, um, so we really got the name from that. That was really the inspiration and we both agreed on it and it was literally like five minutes into our little happy hour after hours dinner and we're like, all right, that's the name. That's what we're sticking with. I know. I felt like we were picking baby names. I was so <laughs> nervous because like she said, we decided to do it separately because we're like, we don't want to 
any like one ideas to kind of overlap we would want to sit separately like make a list of like 10 names and then we'll meet (laughs) over happy hour and we'll go through like our list starting with like the our least favorite and then work up to our most favorite and we just kept like naming names and we had opera in there we had like after hours like we were trying to think of things that like kind of resonated with an espresso martini and kind of like the lifestyle or just like drinking in general like what do you do after work like after hours and we both had that on our list and we're like okay done I don't know if you'll feel this way but I feel like just when we were trying to figure out the name for this podcast it was one of the hardest things about starting it like was the name I know I always felt like we had everything else together and then there's so much pressure to like yes. come up with one name that's gonna encapsulate like your whole brand I know so yeah like, I mean, that's kind of what we thought but I think Nicole and I obviously working together and just being best friends and all of that and like literally like hanging out every second of our lives I think it was a little bit easier mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it's Easy. It was easy, but at least we thought the same way yeah. as far as just like where we were going, what our vision was, and like just knowing that we had picked picked almost the same name, like on our second choice was just like, okay, wow, this is this it's is it. This is meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Right. meant to be. It's it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's super fun. Like it means, like you know anything you do after something it's kind of like a celebratory word yeah and we want we wanted the name to resonate not just with an espresso martini itself but kind of like a lifestyle of like celebrating life like it's fun to drink with friends and just like people do that in so many other cultures just to like celebrate like being together so we wanted it to be a name that kind of could be more than the espresso martini like obviously of merch and like we wanted it to be lifestyle as yeah, well yeah yeah i love that the merch like is Nicole's hot right now is the espresso yes. martini club our best-selling hat thus far it's so, so it's so cute i was telling them before we started recording that my boyfriend is obsessed with wearing this hat like it's the one thing he always steals it. <laughs> and I'm like he never steals anything from me and then i'll walk down stairs and i'm like why are you wearing my hat again he's like i don't know i just like love the fit of this one like he really is feeling himself in this hat i love that i think everyone needs to get it like it's his number one favorite thing. it's so cute and y'all can get it with our code yes the yes. code is spritz15 and you can go to drinkapparators.com to purchase it and you can also purchase espresso martinis with it so espresso martinis and then add to cart yeah it'll be 15 percent off for all the listeners so yeah. we're excited about that y'all yeah y'all will definitely have to like go check that out for sure mm-hmm. okay segueing because i have another question because i'm just like genuinely curious you start this during COVID, like, what's the timeline of everything? Because you still, like, both very much have full-time jobs going on. Like, yes, it's quarantine, so it's not as busy. But, like, at what point were you, like, okay, this is my full-time job now, like, just operate hours. Like, you were able to leave your nine-to-five. Or, like, what was the transition of that whole process, like, running a company on the side of doing full-time work? I will say quarantine definitely helped. I Mm -hmm. think if we were in the midst of normal life doing our jobs we would not have had time or probably thought to make time for it but because we did have a little extra time on our hands it was really helpful to do both and we made it a point I think once we had the idea we 
kind of were like, okay, this is cool. This is a good idea. How can we potentially execute? So we made a list of people who we could kind of get feedback from. Mm -hmm. We both, like I said, worked in PR before our other jobs. Um, I guess I was still in PR, but we did hospitality PR So we knew a lot of people in the industry, um, hospitality, alcohol. So we made a list of people who we thought could potentially give us, you know, their feedback, like yes, no, or not me, but I know someone who could potentially help you guys, Mm -hmm. or I think it's a good idea, but you should think about this. So Gosh, we made like a really long list of people and made it Mm -hmm. a point to meet with probably like three or four of them a week, whether it was a Zoom call or like a coffee outside or a phone call, whatever it was, just because we did have that time to do that. And that was so, so helpful because if one person, you know, didn't have the connection, people, I think people get excited when you think of them in mm-hmm. order to like help you mm-hmm. or, and people want to help you usually. So it was really beneficial for us because a lot of the people that ended up kind of helping us get this off the ground were introductions met through like someone on our list from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, one of the humans that we met with in the beginning, he's still to this day, one of our advisors because he believes in us from the beginning. So it's just like so nice and reassuring that, you know, we had people in the beginning that believed in us. And obviously there were people that didn't believe in us and said, this will never work. You guys are crazy. Like this is an oversaturated industry, all of that. I mean, we got that feedback, but that Mm -hmm. luckily we had each other and we're like, that's not going to stop us. Yeah. It kind of gave us more drive. So that's kind of how we segued into it while still working. And then I think from meeting with people genuinely, it was just a snowball effect from there. I think, I mean, Lauren Bostick always says this, but like, if you do at least like one thing every day to like slightly move the needle and go to bed, then like wake mm-hmm. up, it just like compounds from there. Yeah. And it happens so fast. Like every day we'd slightly move the needle, but you don't realize it like day to day. But I think one day we woke up and we we're meeting with co-packers. Like we were going to Houston. We were going to LA. We were meeting with flavor houses. Like everything started happening so fast because we just kept moving along with it. And we both told each other, if we hit a big stopping point, you know, then we'll let it go. But it was really cool because we just kind of kept meeting with people and kept going and people were excited about the idea. And I think there's you know, it hadn't been done before. There wasn't really anything like what we were talking about. And people love that. And especially in the alcohol industry, there aren't really that many female alcohol brands in general Mm -hmm. or like are in the alcohol space. So it was really cool for us to kind of be able to break in that way. And I think a lot of people in the industry were receptive because they were ready to see that change. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Well, okay. I have a question. So y'all are obviously very successful entrepreneurs. So what is something you would tell maybe someone who was wanting to start their own business or something like that? What would y'all, it's your best piece of advice? Don't be scared and don't listen to negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Nicole and I actually didn't tell anybody about our idea for about six months. Really? Obviously, like the people that we're meeting with, and people that you know we trusted in the industry we told but like our friends we told our family of course just because we're family oriented but we didn't tell anybody for six months because we didn't want that 
that feedback of like, will it work? Will it not work? So just don't be scared to start because we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't come from this industry. We just did a lot of research. We met with people. So it's just like, go for it and see what happens. And you know, I mean, you never know if you fail, you fail. If you don't like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And you learn by, you know, failures, setbacks. Like we've definitely had Along the way, it wasn't always rainbows and butterflies. We definitely had. <laughs> Looking back, it feels like it was. But I feel like day to day, we were like, we hit like a small roadblock. Like, how are we going to overcome it? But I think my advice, like what I said earlier, is just kind of do something every day to just move the needle a little mm-hmm. bit. If it's sending one more email to reach out to someone, if it's, you know, sending one more email, pitching your idea, um, just whatever it is to get to your end goal. I think looking at things smaller instead of big, like our big picture was we want to launch an espresso martini in a can. How do we do that? So just coming up with like micro goals and executing like every day, every week, and then like building from that. And that's literally how Abra Hours came to life. Our baby was born. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of going along with that, like what are some of the challenges that y'all faced with starting Apre Hours? Like something you didn't expect you were going to encounter, I guess. Being female founders in a male dominated industry is, was definitely difficult. Mm -hmm. We really have never met with females in the industry. I mean, obviously some of our mentors are females, but predominantly males in the alcohol industry. So I mean, we kind of figured that going into it, but really diving into everything, we were like, wow, this is completely male dominated. Mm -hmm. So that was a bit of a shock um, for us, for sure. Yeah. I also think like ignorance is bliss. Um, When you start something, a lot of people never start something if they have an idea because they look at it like it's so scary. How am I ever going to do this big picture thing? But if you really just take it slow and do something every single day. And I mean, we didn't know what we were doing until we did it. Or if a challenge came up, we kind of figured it out. Like, obviously we're starting a company during quarantine. So things were moving slower. We, it was harder to meet with people in person. Like we had to taste a lot of things. So we were having to ship, samples back and forth and it would take a lot longer i think the process for us we thought it was going to take it was going to be quicker because we're in marketing pr we're using so when it didn't i think that was kind of hard for us but looking back it was just everything every challenge was like a learning experience Mm -hmm. and now we have like all this knowledge under our belt and i think you know we moved (laughs) slower than we thought but I think at the end of the day it happened for a reason because if we wouldn't if we would have launched too quick or if we would have not had the time we did to really like take time and like develop the flavor develop the brand like it wouldn't be what it is today. Hit us. Dying to know what the tasting process was like. Interesting too because I feel like it's something nobody really talks about. It's like okay you're starting a drink. Do you just like Google like what are factories that make alcoholic beverages and flavor them? Like how do you even start? find that? And like 
then do you go to tastings? Like, who makes it a chemist? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like Nicole mentioned before, ignorance is bliss. Before, we thought, you know, oh, a bartender. We know a lot of bartenders. We'll just have them whip it up. You know, a couple recipes, boom, put it in a can, and we're done. But that was not the case at all. So we actually have a flavor house. Um, I kind of compare it to, like, Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so it's, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, like, there's chemists, obviously, but... But I always compare it to Willy Wonka. What I used to call it, like a flavor factory. Yeah, the flavor factory. The flavor factory. And I, I still it. to this day will call it a flavor factory. So the flavor factory, we go, we went and we told them what we wanted, what we didn't want. We wanted dairy-free, gluten-free. I'm a little gluten intolerant, so obviously we couldn't have that. And we wanted dairy-free just because you can always add your own dairy to it. Um, but they are based in California. So I went there and then after that, they would send us samples. So we went through 27 different samples of each flavor. So it took, that was probably our longest process besides legal. And it was just tweaking it just a bit, like every single time, especially it was so hard down to the last, like, five or ten mm -hmm. because it was like what is missing what 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 do we need to tweak because again we didn't come from this industry we have great taste buds but everybody has different taste buds mm -hmm. so we just you know kept tasting it and kept sending it back and then finally got to the formula that we wanted and went with it i wouldn't even know what to I tell know. them to change i'd be like <laughs> something's off I'm like i don't know what it is we had a lot of people in the industry who we like gave our samples to and we're like give yeah. us your feedback just because I mean we know what we like but we wanted to make sure other people who especially deal with alcohol all the time mm -hmm. that it tasted right to them as well so it's really helpful to get a group of people who were really knowledgeable in the industry to kind of help us out a little bit as well so what is the alcohol that's in it technically like is it vodka or like so it's technically tequila. Aga okay. It's agave wine base. So okay. agave is basically tequila, but it's fermented mm -hmm. instead of distilled. So it's not like that hard alcohol, but it's fermented. So it still has that sweetness from the agave plant, which was great because we didn't want to add any sugar. We didn't want to add anything to it. Um, we've always talked about maybe doing one with like real vodka, real tequila, but when getting started, we really just wanted to be with the alcohol and the espresso, no added anything, and just keep it simple. I think it's yeah. perfect because I don't, I personally don't like anything super sugary or sweet, mm -hmm. and it's perfect. Like, I've been tasting, I'm like, you can always add to it. Like, yeah. you can have fun with them. I think that's what the best part about them is... The alcohol is there. The espresso is there. If you want to add a little more alcohol, you can. If you want to add, you dairy, know, some your yeah. favorite dairy-free or mm -hmm. dairy creamers, like you can add anything to them and make them your own. And that's what okay. we wanted people to do. But if you start putting too much in it, then you can take away from that. Okay. So how has it been though, like learning to be a boss? And I'm assuming you guys have hired other employees, like since this process or are y'all still just like y'all two and then consulting with people or like, what does that look like for you now? Yeah. So we do have employees. Um, we have sales team and then we have interns and then through our distributor, we also have a full sales team yeah. as well. Um, then we have our PR team. So it's been, it's been amazing and hard and difficult and fun and, all, all the things. All of the feelings. Yes, yeah. for sure. I mean, 
yes, like we, Nicole said, like we thought it was going to be rainbows and butterflies, but also at the same time, it is difficult. I mean, this is like a powerhouse industry and we didn't realize that at the time but now of course we are we are definitely realizing it <laughs> we're definitely aware definitely yeah we are in in it that's so like cool i cannot imagine myself as a boss like no you're they yeah, like, just hired our first podcast intern who's working yeah that's like kind of our first experience with having an employee so that's why I wanted to ask that question because I'm like it is like so different than how you picture it and also like just I don't know like wanting to have like a positive environment for people yeah be a good role model and like giving feedback all that stuff makes me like so nervous because I see myself as like an intern still no me too I don't know why I've been an intern for so long at so many different things and I'm like it's hard for me to like not Wrap think your head of myself up. as an intern so yeah exactly. I don't know it's such a funny thing I know I think everything is just like trial by error and like you learn by yeah. doing mm-hmm. we are so hands-on still I mean we are still so new to this industry we had the idea in 2020 but it really didn't come into fruition until mid 2021 and that's kind of when we started going back to work and we decided to go all in and both quit our jobs and, you know, do this full time. But everything is just learning by doing. And yeah. I think you just have to just jump in and say yes. Like, if we need need an employee, like, we'll figure out how to manage someone. And if we need X, we'll figure out how to do it. It just kind of – every day is adjusting. Yeah. Like, how well you adjust is how well, you know, your business is going to mm-hmm. thrive, I think. Yeah, I mean, like – when we came up with the idea to actually going to market, we've only been in the market for a year. So it took us about two and a half years to create the product, um, create the design, um, legal took forever. So it was just a long path. And then once we got to the market, we decided to hire employees. So what's kind of been like a pinch me moment for you guys ever since starting this? I think whenever we saw our product on the shelves places and we were selling it, that was kind of a, oh my gosh, we did it. Because we had worked so long at this point, like in our heads, we've been in business for, you know, since 2020, just because we started thinking about it then. Yeah. But in reality, it took a lot longer than that. So whenever we saw on the shelves, we were like, oh my gosh, we did it. Like, we had the idea, we had the vision, and we put it on the shelves, and now other people can purchase it. And I think that was really cool for us, especially because it was, you know, it was a process, and it was a journey, and we entered an industry that we really didn't know that much about in the beginning. So being able to figure it out and us being able to launch coming from like, you know, just not really knowing that much about it was really cool. And I think, like I said, the two years was a blessing in disguise because it was like, we learned so much, so, so much. And it don't be afraid to ask for help too. Like we, like Alexa said, we had a consultant. Like we, we have, still do. We still ask for help. We have so many people who we always reach out to. We love meeting new people. We still go to happy hour with people to get industry knowledge, industry insight. Like we're babies in the industry. Like alcohol brands can be around for five years before, you know, like it, we figure out about yeah. it or someone hears about it who's not in your like local community. So we 
still have a long way to go, but I definitely think just seeing it on the shelves in Texas, we were like, oh my gosh, like our baby is literally on the shelves in Dallas. That's crazy. I love it. I feel like it's the cutest branding ever. Like I'm literally, I'm sitting here staring at the camera right now, but it's the cutest branding. And then y'all literally it says slide into our DMs. Slide in. That's so <laughs> I love that. Do you guys see yourself like ever going on like on tap, like in a restaurant or something like that? Like right now I'm assuming it's all like off premise sales. So like you would buy it at like a liquor store, or grocery store or something like that. Um, like, could you ever see yourself like being on a menu anywhere? Yeah, of course. I mean, we're on, we're in on oh, the premise accounts, okay. uh, mainly bars, but we would love to do on tap. It's just more of a different process, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but that would be ideal, obviously. Um, we have some fun things in the works for this coming year. So, um, that could be new products, new something. We can't tell, but we do have some things up our sleeves as always. So it will be it'll be a fun year for sure. I'm so excited to know what it is. I, know. I mean, I'm so excited for y'all. When did y'all launch again? We when launched end of 2022. So about a year ago. Yeah. I feel like I literally remember when y'all launched because I went into a liquor store like by my apartment building. And I guess was there like a table? There was like a little pop-up situation. We were like, this is so cute. We did like a taste test. We were like, these are so good and so smart. These cute girls started this. Like, we're obsessed. You were the one who told me about it too, because I remember when that happened. And then I don't know what I was doing. I think I was actually trying to make an espresso martini at home. And you were like, oh, you should just buy Aubrey hours. It's like so much easier because I didn't have an espresso machine either. And I don't know why. Is this a common thing? Like people think they can make espresso martinis without espresso machines. Because I like went to the store, bought all this Coffee. stuff, and then realized... I was like, I think I just had like a Keurig or something. And I was like, oh, this is like not espresso. So I'm also curious about with you guys. Like, I feel like you post a lot on social too. Like both of you guys, like, would you ever classify yourself as content creator in addition to founder? Or are you like purposely just like promoting opera hours on your socials, things like that? Like, how does that aspect of your life like tie in with your brand? Because you both have like quite a good amount of followers online. I feel like we're both content creators by nature, so obviously brands reach out, reach out to us and we love supporting other brands, so it's kind of just, you know, in our nature to support those brands and we love, you know, showcasing other things, whether it's clothes or shoes, sunglasses, whatever it is. Nicole's a little bit better than me. Uh, I'm kind of like kind of like the jokester and she's more of like the fashionista for sure um as you can tell with my outfit I'm just wearing a white tank top or white shirt and she's like glammed up but I think it's just like we love supporting other businesses because we love when other people support our business so mm -hmm. that's just what a content creator is kind of you know that's what it's all about for yeah. us and I think I mean we both come from marketing backgrounds PR we love branding, we love marketing, we love social media. That was kind of our bread and butter and how we got started and that's our passion. So that's the fun part of all of this. Like whenever we first started the branding, the social media, how we're going to do all of that was so seamless because that's just what we know so and what we're good at. And I think figuring it out after that was obviously the learning curve, but we know how to sell. We're marketing girls to our core. So we knew if we made a product that tasted good and we marketed the shit out of it, then we could sell it. Yeah, you did like, a great job. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I think 
do you think in today's day and age, like it's kind of crucial to have that social media, like online marketing element, if you want to launch a brand or like be an entrepreneur, like you need to be comfortable, like putting yourself out there, like on your social pages, like maybe not necessarily personally as the founder, but like you have to have like that component, like somehow, because I feel like personally, that's one of my favorite things about y'all's brand is like online. You have such a strong presence and like, I feel like I see you guys everywhere, like scrolling through mm-hmm. Instagram, scrolling through TikTok, stuff like that. So yeah, I would say a hundred percent, even if you're uncomfortable, I mean, talking to the camera is kind of cringe sometimes, but you have to talk to your audience. You have to talk to your, you know, the people that buy your product or that are going to buy your product and have to connect with them. What are the, what do they want? What do they don't, what do they not want? What do they dislike? All of the things. So it's just like really connecting with your audience. Like you have to be comfortable with it because now it's just like, you don't just want to be another brand. You don't want to be like a monster or like a Red Bull. We hate both of those, but um, you don't want to be like that. They're not connecting with their people. So we always want to connect with our people. We go live on TikTok a lot and, you know, just connect with, you know, our followers and our new followers, our new or new people, people that don't know about us, people that do know about us that have been there from the start. So it's just really connecting with them and seeing what they like and dislike and just, you know, having having fun with them because yeah. that's what it's all about at the beginning one of our goals was to we didn't want to be another faceless brand and i think back to your question it is super important to be able to have some sort of presence on social media when you're launching anything just to be able to connect to your customer like i my purchasing habits all our purchasing habits like we buy things because i saw like alexis post it and i'm like oh my gosh that's cute like you know i want to get it or you see someone who you know and trust and that's kind of you know what the age of like social media is now people see other people talking about things and want to purchase it because they see them using it in their Mm -hmm. everyday lives so i think it's important to not just like launch something but like kind of make it a part of your lifestyle which is back to what we were saying earlier how we want opera hours to be a lifestyle brand like we want you to feel connected to us we want you to feel connected to the brand we want people to feel like they can have like that opera lifestyle when they're drinking opera hours mm-hmm. and that was kind of our goal and i think i mean there's so many big brands right now who that don't really have that connection with their consumers and right now it's definitely so important definitely I feel like y'all just say yes to everything like sorry I'm going back but I feel like that's probably why y'all are so successful too I feel like y'all say yes to everything I always see y'all and I feel like that's such a good thing to do we do (laughs) we do but we're trying not to (laughs) (laughs) yes we'll do it but don't ask us again but yes ask us again (laughs) I'm curious like what does a day in the life like look like for you guys now like you said like saying yes to everything you're maybe trying to cut back a little bit like what are y'all schedules like like are you super busy or how how is your day set up well we both wake up around 4 30 a.m early bird gets the worm you know we're going to bed around like 10 or 11 like not anytime early yeah we're not crazy okay so 40 4 30 a.m 
wake up. Yeah, so 4.30 a.m. wake up. I mean like 4.45, 4.30. Work out at 5 a.m. And the reason being is just because nobody bothers us between 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of our downtime. Especially yeah. being an alcohol company, people bother us like throughout the day, throughout the everything night. after hours. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> everything is after hours. So we'll work out at 5 a.m. Then after that, it's kind of like a me time. So we'll journal she's mainly like the reader of this beautiful partnership so she likes to read books and i like to listen to podcasts and she loves to listen to podcasts um or i'll just go through scroll through instagram and tiktok whatever it is like just really your me time and like your zen and then after that we'll usually you know go into the office check emails but we don't do it right away we don't check our emails right away mm -hmm. just because you know mental health <laughs> mental health for sure yeah I think we I mean we wake up so early because we're addicted to having that time just mm -hmm. in the morning and just having that space to be able to think and come up with new ideas and I mean if you don't plan your day I think your day runs you like whenever I don't wake up to work out that early I feel like I'm already behind like I'm waking up to mm -hmm. a phone call a thousand texts I have emails and I feel like I'm just chasing my day versus whenever mm -hmm. I wake up early I can kind of get ahead of the day which is just so nice and it's just the I mean you have to choose your heart I'd rather get up early this what's, what's, uh, what's waking up late to you <laughs> <laughs> like 6.30. I recently got a puppy, so we've been waking up at, like, 6, which has been, like, ugh, to me. Like, yeah. 6 has been hard. But I will say, the mornings I don't do it, I almost miss it because it prompts me to start my day so much earlier than even, like, before that, I think we was waking up at, like, 7. And yeah. even just that one hour, it's, like, everything. It's crazy. It does bother It really is crazy. That's the best part. Like, I love not getting an email. I'm just so addicted to having that time that I, that's what gets me out of bed. It's not even... I so hate waking up going. early. <laughs> just having that time of peace and to ourselves, being able to work out, um, just, like, move our bodies, get that natural energy for the day before we jump in is just the reason we do it where do y'all like to work out um i usually do pit fit in dallas mm -hmm. one degree um and then we both do sanders fit mm -hmm. and am i missing and then stay fit brit if i'm yeah. feeling um a little bit not lazier but like don't want to leave the house i'll do like a virtual with stay fit brit um but yeah one degree pit fit and then sanders fit yeah. i love one degree so where can everybody find you guys so you can find us on our at drinkapparators.com. So we have a store locator. And then you can also buy all three flavors online as well. And then with your code SPRITZ15, you get 15% off. So win-win on that. Um, only online, not in store. But yes, store locator. Go look at that. Go see your nearest, uh, you know, Tom Thumb, Albertsons, whatever it is. And go go get you some espresso martinis. And then you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Drink Upright Hours. We're really fun on there. Do giveaways. We're there live all the time. Alexis is always live. So it makes live. fun. I went live today and like people were like giving me like pickup lines. And I was like, I'm kind of into this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but also like, 
by after hours. Yeah, so you can hang out with us on social media. Do you want to give your personal ones too? Yes. So you can follow Alexis um, at Lex in the City on both TikTok and Instagram. And then mine is Nicole Crave on TikTok and Instagram as well. Yay! Well, Yay. thank you girls, for coming thank on. You. Thank you for having us. It's been so fun. I know. Thanks so for trading your spritz for a teeny oh. today. <laughs> fun to switch it up. It happens. Oh, she up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We really have. Like, this is, I think, the first episode where we haven't drinking a spritz. And I'm going to be honest, I have way more energy at this end of the day. There you go. Normally do. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's Friday, ladies. <laughs> I know it is Friday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. And everyone remember to buy the hat also. Sorry, yeah, that's like so okay. random, but it's really like the cutest yeah. hat. I'm very passionate about it. Um, everyone should get the hat. With that being said, it looks like it's time for us to wrap up. If you enjoyed this Brits O'Clock talk today, please make sure to DM me and Reeves on Instagram with any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, feedback. You guys can always find us at It's Amanda DeWitt on TikTok and Instagram and at Reeves underscore Lee. And we will see everyone here next Tuesday for a new episode. Bye. Bye.